up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley, and uh, as always, joined by my friend, the, your Alliance Council President, your Gorilla FC President, Cameron Collins. How you doing? What buddy? is up? How you doing? How am I doing? Uh, personally, I'm doing okay. Uh, everything's going fine in life, in sounder life, it, but effing sucks right now. So yeah. I'm going to crack open a beer, and then I would like you to introduce a guest yeah. we have on the show. Well, that was a pretty good crack. What are you drinking? What was it? Um, Elysian Space Dust, my go-to. Mm. And I've got a Guinness. Oh, do you really? You're drinking tonight. Yeah, I mean, I had water I with this. So, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I watched a Sounders game. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of week. <laughs> well... When when times are down, you grab friends and yep. and drink with them. So we, right. who else do we have with us? We have uh, past and future and present guest of the show, uh, our friend and yours, the head of ECS Pub League, co-head, the I don't remember what he does anymore for AO Seattle, but he's done everything. Uh, the one and only Nicholas Viella. Woo! That's a hell of an introduction. I appreciate that. Up, Wait, are you um, not in Alliance Council anymore? Oh yeah, he's I, I am. I, apparently, that's a you know. Apparently, that's a footnote. Uh-huh. Uh, and let me just get my see if I can get anything near the same crack that you guys got. I thought mine was weak. Mm. That, Ooh, was that, was, that was good. That was a commercial. Ooh, Ronye. So, Ronye West. Got to do Ronye. The Ray. <laughs> so it's true. So what I'm really brought you all here today to discuss is that McLaren is back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How excited were you after qualifying Lewis Hamilton gets pole position for the first time in two years and then gets swallowed up in the first two corners? Anyway, um, yes, McLaren's back. And that was not very exciting of a race, but it was more exciting than the Sounders game we watched this last Saturday against Real Salt Lake in... Sandy, Utah, where we cannot win a game. No, and, and that's why like, I thought, I mean, we talked about it last episode. Everyone's all mad that we lost. I'm not mad we lost. I'm mad how we lost. Yeah, and we'll get to that uh, yeah. in the second portion of the show. We definitely have one very poignant uh, scuttlebutt dropping from Rick's sports feed in our Discord. So link is in the show notes. Um, we'll talk about that in the Sounders half, though. What, uh, what else is going on? In the world of soccer. Um, well, pink- I think we, we had some big news last night when Nicholas's team uh, beats, not my team, but my, I have a good friend from New Zealand. Uh, was the final score one nothing, Nick? The final score is one nothing. The Philippines. It really, they should have been. Women's given, World Cup. They had that goal called back, and technically, I guess it was offsides, but it's so silly that it went that close to me. I, I mean, 
you got to draw the line somewhere. I know, and, and I it was, get it, but however, literally, I don't feel. Yeah, Philippines, I, I don't Philippines, feel good won't about New it. Zealand, nothing. Uh, you know, I I haven't been to the Philippines. I've been to New Zealand. One of my closest friends is from New Zealand, so I was casually rooting for them. But you know what? Good for the Philippines. That's awesome. Hey, the Philippines had gotten their first ever shot on goal in the World Cup in this game. Their mm-hmm. first ever goal and their first ever win. Yeah. Um, How many times have they been in it though? This is their first time. This is their okay. No, this is their first time. This is great because the the men are not good at all. They have good jerseys uh, though. Oh, the jerseys, the Jersey Bird jerseys are sweet, and that's going to be one of the first purchases once I get off uh, get off of my ass and get a job. Um, yeah, so that, that I've been I've been looking at those for a while. Those are beautiful jerseys. Have you seen the goalkeeper variant, which is black with these neon colors? So if you haven't seen so, it, so so go, uh, listener, dear listener, uh, go out and look at it because. It is arguably the best. Someone give me the link. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, we'll find. It. We'll yeah. do that. It is a. It is a top. So he, okay, here's the story on how that happened. It's really cool. Basically, the jersey I'm wearing from Kelm is last year's jersey. Now, the Philippines, because they're not a great soccer nation, usually are on a year-to-year contract with these minor sports manufacturers. Well, uh, this company, Jersey Bird does uh these you know concept jerseys and someone's like oh do the philippines do the philippines so they made it people loved it so much the philippines were like can we're out of contract you want to be our men's soccer provider for the next year and that's kind of how it happened uh unfortunately because the women were so close to qualifying for the world cup adidas took the women for this cycle and gave them basically template jerseys. Uh, so it's actually really a shame because the women could have been wearing the World sickest Cup World Cup jerseys in modern history. Oh, uh, and instead they're not. Bummer. Yeah. Speaking of jerseys, uh, Pub League, you just gave me um, some descriptions of uh, what people are thinking of. But this Pub League fall is starting. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't actually say what's going on because we have special reveals for oh, that. So I'm not going to spoil anything here. You just gave me um, some descriptions. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna we just did our draft last night, uh, and so in the next few weeks we will have our jersey reveals for all ten teams, and uh, and as always, Pub League. I think designs some really great jerseys and I think they sometimes put Adidas to shame, if I may say so. You may, you may say that. Uh, and, and we should also mention, obviously the, the women's national team, they beat Vietnam a couple days ago when we got the Netherlands coming up and the girls look good, man. I'm excited. I, I love the women's world cup. It's just, it's nice to actually have a, a consistently dominant team that plays great football and you get to watch it and enjoy it. And everyone's happy. <laughs> like It's just, it's just fantastic. And it's been like my entire, a lot of, a lot so. of really yeah. bad takes from people on the internet about games involving really? games and or slash wars involving USA and Vietnam. Uh, in the lead up to and post game, it's just so. Uh, uh, and and what's interesting is, they try to make it 
like a kind of conservative talking point. Like we got back at them and like, it's like, yeah. Cause we lost the first one morons. Oh, gross. So yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But to your point, Aaron, the world, uh, the women's world cup yeah. is one of my favorite things. I went to all nine games in Vancouver on uh, the 2015 world cup. So uh, yeah, you, you and I were both at the Nigeria um, game and missed the red card wedding because of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was one hell of a day of yeah. soccer, wasn't it? So it's funny that uh, you were in the stadium and I was in a bar oh, wow. just outside the stadium for the red card wedding. I went to the Japan game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the the the, the women's game is very enjoyable for me. I've I've loved watching that. I always thought that the way that the uh women play in the in the soccer um community is more like hockey where they fight through tackles, they fight through, they get up and continue playing uh, a little bit more than I, I think if the, I think if the men played the same way, it would be a even more enjoyable game all around. But um, I just, I just love the style. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky. We got, yeah. We got eight, good. <laughs> we've got eight players from the rain yeah. in the world cup. Yeah. Eight players. That is insane. Like, how are you not supporting local women's soccer? It's so good. Yeah, we just talked about that last show too, and it's Pino's, you know, uh, swan song, well, right? That's let's last not year. Call her that, even though I know that's uh what one of her nicknames is. Pino means something else <laughs> in slang terms. It means porn. So let's let's just call her Rapino. This is slang for porn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Megan Rapino <laughs> is in her swan song. Yeah, this is literally her last World Cup mm-hmm. as a player. Let's win it, ladies. Yeah, as a player. Um, man, and some other dominating soccer happened uh, over the, since the last time we recorded, but also just before we started recording. His name is who, Lionel Messi. Who, who, and me- oh, oh, like I'm the, about the, to tell the, you who the, he is. The Thundercat? <laughs> yes. Snarf, snarf. Um... But Lionel Messi has, well, and Sergio Busquets and whatever. But Lionel Messi has made the Inter Miami a completely oh, yeah. different team. Like, I mean, it's one thing that that match against um, Cruz wow, Azul. Cruz Azul. I want to say Monterey, but that's who we were playing. That the way a walk off free kick, and I mean, it's 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 messy. That's you'd rather it be a free kick to end. A match if you're going to write it, and that cliche is used so often uh, that this couldn't have been, you know, this was written in Hollywood or whatever. But literally, I think it was. Like, how was how was that? How did that actually happen? And then to follow it up with a dominating team performance against an MLS team that I feel like Atlanta's been playing better as of late. Maybe I'm wrong. Their defense but. has been hot garbage. Both defenses Fair. have been <laughs> absolute hot garbage. Um. But I thought it would be a little bit more of a competitive game. Yeah, well, poor Gar. Maybe it was hot, hot knife and with butter, or maybe they're that good now. But four nothing is 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 good. I mean, that's that's a good match against whether their team is has bad defense or not. They're still a professional, you know, MLS team playing I mean, their no, starters. Messi is still one of the top players in the world, yeah. period. However, I'm 
less inclined to worry as much about the Busquets and the you know and the Suarezes of the world coming in because oh, I forgot about historically <laughs> historically those players those types of players come to MLS and it doesn't really work out as good when it comes to the grind of the league. So I I think Messi will take the same approach as a David Villa uh, who came to play and compete. And and since he's better than David Villa, we're in trouble. We're going to yeah. see a lot of numbers out of Messi. However, the rest of them, it's it's like, eh, buyer beware. That's my thought. Well, their offense looked good. They were connecting. That 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 layoff by Joseph Martinez. Cameron, mm-hmm. do you see that? Yeah, I thought that was almost more, more impressive than anything else. One, I mean, you're Joseph Martinez. And granted, he's coming off his, maybe not immediately coming off his ACL, but he's a different player than when he was, you know, at per, arguably the best MLS scorer in one single. Well, he was. He has the record, right? Yep. Uh, it may have broke? gotten broken, he but broke he, he had it at one point. And, and before his ACL. I think, I, think Bela, I think Bela may have taken it, didn't he? Either way, those are some names. Anyways. But, but, yeah. to, but to be on this team and then, of course, Messi's on the field, but you... It's he's the goat, but you want to take yours when you get them too, and to lay it off like that. And it's it was the absolute right play to it was, play to do. The whole defense sucked in right in front of the goal, and the goalkeeper followed yeah. Joseph too. I mean, because he's so goal dangerous, Messi, you have to a great tapping. Yeah, I know, and it's just like to, and within a game and a half, a match and a half. Sorry, to have that kind of fluidity and and understanding. It's, that's. And the ball it, in was also great from, I believe, Taylor. I'm like, damn, they're a good, they're a different team. It's obviously. unfortunately Obadus on steroids. Yeah. You know, it's just like when you've Ooh, got players that know how to play like that, it's people are going to drift towards Messi. And then when you've got the ability to, oh, no one's marking Joseph Martinez. Okay. Well, but, but what about the guy? I've yeah. never even heard of Robert something in today's Miami match who had. Beautiful. He had two beautiful goals and, and almost had two more. Taylor, yeah. who's Robert? Their left Taylor? winger. Yeah, he he like roofed it from like th- three yards off the line. That was <laughs> like, a pretty nice shot. Was... But 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 the thing, the I think my point is kind of going the Gretzky. You you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. They're with Messi and Busquets. They're playing with a swagger that a Robert Taylor is going to go. Fuck it, I'm going to take this oh, shot. He, Finland. You know, I got he scored a lot of goals in his career. So yeah, he's he's a he's a dude. He's he's the dude until you get he's a uh, dude. You know, messy in there. <laughs> I, messy and co. Yeah, but there's still, so I mean, much messy hate, and there's so much okay. MLS hate right now from different people. Messy hate, I think, is largely from mainly Eastern Conference teams who are going to have to play against him. Uh, and and right. they're like whatever this is, and then there's like oh this just proves the MLS is a retirement league. You think Messi is close to retirement? No, that like look at the way he's playing out there. Well, we t- that's ignorant. That, two weeks I'm, I'm ago, sorry, it's ignorant. He's might be a finalist for the for the yeah. Balloon d'Or, you know, the Ballon player Ballon. of the year. <laughs> yeah, that was not good try. Dwar, Dwar, <laughs> I don't take French Ballon French boots. I don't know. Uh, Ballon d'Or. <laughs> I don't. I, I can spell it. So go to hell. Ball no, uh, on door. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Um, okay. So the player, the FIFA Player of the Year, he very well may be one of the top three finalists for that award yeah. at the next ceremony. I mean, he's 
good. Uh, MLS is a retirement league. How many leagues would gladly Everyone. take Messi right Everyone. now? So come on, you want well, yeah, exactly. any team. So, so let's be honest he, here. Even right? if he was wanna... in, if he was, if he was in a, a hover round, they, they teams would still want him just for marketing. But even just two weeks ago, or whenever, not two weeks ago, when he was announced, two shows ago, yeah. um, two or three, we mentioned he finished uh, with sixteen goals, sixteen assists in thirty-two games. Yeah, he's not he's not ready to collect. You know, no, and and so, so well, I guess. He wouldn't get social security here, but you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to hate on it, hate on it. And you have reasons to hate on it. You know, all of the manipulations and the roster machinations to, to make this happen. Okay, hate that. I, I, hey, that, that good leading into talk some scuttlebutt. That, I don't think there's anything to criticize there. I've seen breakdowns. you got to remember, MLS roster rules are freaking ridiculous. They got one point. Can I read it? You have it? You have it there? You want me to read the yeah. scuttlebutt? No, no, no. I, well, I don't yeah, even I know. Gotta, no, Cameron's like, you, wait, you got the MLS yeah, roster that's rules? You're going to read them? Yeah, go I'm going to read all of them. Because I was going to respond. One. I don't even know what the scuttlebutt is. I was going to respond to what I've seen other people say and what Nick was saying. So the, basically, Combat okay. Wombat Esquire uh, in our Discord mentions the clause Oh, that's the not CBA, it. That's not, we're not there right? yet. That has nothing to do with Messi. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought so, you, okay. So, no, the, the Messi deal, they got $1.5 million from in... TAM money from Montreal in a trade they made. So all everything they've done is within the roster rules of the MLS. Because you've got to remember, they could pay Messi $5 billion, but it's only going to count 600000 against the cap. So the only question here about Inter-Miami is they were under sanctions for having five DPs. And that was $2.1 million. So where did that other 600000 come from? Plus, how did it? So it's almost like they got rid of that. So that's my problem is the sanctions just kind of disappeared. But if you look at MLS roster rules and how all of this is broken down and the way they've let go of players to make room on their, on their team, all of this, the Sounders could do this right now if they had the money. I mean, that's why... Miami has been so bad yeah. to start this season. Is they? It's my understanding that those uh, sanctions were ending okay, in the that's summer not window. I, I believe so. I believe so because I, they're running to the mm. end of the sanctions, which is why they were so bad because they knew. Also, this they were was probably going spending down. money to sign Messi um, and all these other players. So, so they just starved themselves, and now, right. they now the question is: yeah, Are they far enough now, down that they're not going to be able to make the playoffs? And this is all about building for next year, or are they going to squeak in and then dominate throughout and have to play in Seattle for the final? I'm here for the popcorn. Um, to me, Ooh, do you, put, to you me, put butter on your you, popcorn though, right? I do, of course. Okay, good. But, but you got to remember though, we took advantage of those roster rules for mm. years because, Hey, what's the common link here? Oh yeah. You know, Chris Henderson. We were constantly playing you know, down. I mean, <laughs> I didn't think about we that. Players <laughs> down from DP to so, Tam with Tam money all the time so that we could have extra DP. Yeah. Well, well keep in Naughty mind in, in, in our 2016 through 2019 range, uh, right around the 2019 Cup when we won our second MLS Cup, I remember taking a look, and we had more TAM-level players than anyone else in the league because we did that. We were using TAM on our third-string center back. Uh, or not? Sorry, not our, our third-choice center back, uh, Roman Torres, because it was Roman, Kim yeah. Kihi, and Chad Marshall. Uh, Ooh, and those and the people, days. 
I know, I know, right? <laughs> Those but, were the days. But the the thing is, though, no other players, no other teams were using Tam on bench players. Like, we had that luxury because we were doing the right thing. So I don't doubt that Chris Henderson largely is nailing that part of his job. Uh, you got to remember the other thing is you're a soccer player and you have an opportunity to play with Messi. You might have to take a little bit of a pay cut to do so. Are you going to do that? Yeah. Plus you get to be in Miami, so which for a lot of people, especially it, from abroad, Miami is, is very, very popular and probably more popular than New York or LA. Uh, depend, especially if you're a Latin and Central American yeah. or South American, absolutely, 100%. And can and, and can you imagine being a teammate of Messi in Miami? All the parties you get to go to that a month ago you wouldn't be recognized in the walking yeah. down the city. And actually, I had I had a thought. I had a, a a thought like a pillow thought. Imagine being an inaugural season ticket holder mm-hmm. for Miami, not knowing any of this shit's gonna go down. Mm-hmm. And I presume, and and I could be wrong, and if they basically didn't grandfather in season ticket holders now before they're the, the literally the, the hottest ticket in town, everyone wants to be at a Miami oh, game. Everyone I mean, look, wants to see Look at that first game. Now, the, yeah, look at that first even, game. Like, yeah. you don't see, yeah, LeBron, LeBron Serena, like Yeah, it's, it's a, Laker game. a Laker game. It's bigger that was because a Laker game. everyone from everywhere. Uh, it wouldn't have been bigger than a Laker I, game I when Kobe was around. Is. I disagree. Think Messi Hard is disagree. a bigger star than all of our American stars combined. Messi has more Jordan? Instagram followers. Yes, Messi has more Instagram followers than every NFL team combined, I believe. See, height doesn't matter. Height doesn't matter. So clearly. you're saying you could you could play with Messi? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just meant back. from it's it's okay. It's okay yeah. if you're five three. Wasn't he born with a micro penis too? Just in general. Whoa. (laughs) Well, actually, his story his story is pretty cool. Uh, And I don't know where this is going, so I'm just gonna sit back. I'm not gonna talk about his penis. (laughs) His Lionel. No, but he, he, so he had he had a I don't know if it was a growth defect or something like that. Yeah, he had the um. His, uh, was it thyroid or pineal, whatever that gland is right there that helps you with growth was defected. Like, so you had to get. Yeah. And so Barcelona funded his, um, (laughs) surgery like that, like took like a growth. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. No, you're right. But that's how he, that's, that's how he was so loyal to Barcelona. He'd been with them since he was a little kid. Is that. Yeah. So I, I think that that is. Crazy, um, and then to become the athlete of all time, basically, <laughs> like, and now he's in Miami. I mean, this the city is is a, a great city. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, a landing spot. Here's for... the thing: Am I jealous? Yes, but you know, ultimately, it is so good for our league because all it is all it is doing yeah. is putting more and more eyes on our league. It's growing the game worldwide because people want to see it. It's it's doing what the Sounders wanted to do by quote unquote winning the Club World Cup, which obviously we didn't, and instead using a player to raise it to other levels. The way I've been thinking about it is when the and the Mariners gave Ichiro his final contract before they traded him away, they way overpaid. He was past his prime compared to where he was at that point, but they made so much money in T-shirt 
sales, so much money in Jersey sales, so mm -hmm. much money in uh, even just for Seattle and people coming they here. Yeah, they still that, do. That it made sense. So like, there's no way you can go into the team store and Nietzsche wrote. Yeah, so there's no right way there. Messi is going to <laughs> play well enough that he deserves that contract from a playman get pay pay play schedule, even if he's the best player in the league. However, because of everything else it does, especially for the vision on the mm -hmm. league, I think that's why the league is willing to throw down on it, is to make sure that it grows the sport for everyone. Now, the fans are getting mm -hmm. gouged because, like you were talking about tickets, uh, every team that he's playing is jacking up ticket prices. Even Charlotte has jacked up their ticket prices on everyone, including away supporters, even though the league is trying to not get them to do that. And guess what? Messi mainly because much like all these other players, they're little tiny babies who don't understand actual studies on turf. He's not going to play in Charlotte because they have turf. So all these people just paid a bunch of money just to see Messi sit on the bench and not play and maybe wave at them. So you I'm, mentioned something I'm about supporters groups. Um, you're saying they're explain why that supporters groups tickets are always what, this equal. For other supporters groups well, they right? they're Is not that, usually that's... it's a quid pro quo so if if one okay. team charges x amount the other team will charge the same uh that has changed with some of these new teams that don't know about soccer culture like austin like uh charlotte like um well A atlanta less so but in the first year maybe and um they i mean austin was charging like 70 bucks for away tickets so it's insane. Cause they're like, and they're like, well, well, we, we would sell those tickets out to our supporters right. anyway. But that's not so how it works. Just... They're required yeah. by the league. They also won't, Austin won't set aside tickets unless you have a big group of people. And they're required by the league to have, uh, I think it's at least 100 set aside in every single match for away supporters, whether or not they're used. And also they have to. So everyone. Like every club supporter has Wait. an opportunity group has an opportunity even, to bring a hundred people to every opportunity. It's also, if you bring 20, right. you need a buffer. You could have one and they still have to save those hundred seats, but a lot of teams don't do that and get fined. So there's this huge, uh, I guess we'll say MLS 3.0, meaning those teams I just mentioned. And then all the teams from us and before, uh, there's a huge disconnect because those new teams care about money and not, and not creating, uh, fan culture. I mean, to be fair, they also paid three hundred yeah, yeah. million dollars for their franchise versus. As, as I'm not, I'm, and I am not justifying it. I am a huge proponent of soccer for all. Everything, but they're buying. They're buying into. They're buying into this way higher than any of the other teams. Yeah. Our, our league. Yeah, they're buying yeah. into our league. So, so they want to maximize. Yeah, I, I think I, we paid. I think we yeah. paid thirty million. I feel like our our expansion fee was thirty million the year before. Toronto was yeah. like nine million. So. Well, we bought we bought in two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was better back then. I wonder. I wonder if we did inflation dollars um, to the day what that would equal. I'll look that up while we keep talking. But yeah, I mean, so hmm. now financial we've seen jokes, this, the price jacking up even further for this. And I don't actually have a problem with fans selling their tickets at a higher price. I do have a problem with the team doing it. That's fair. I will say, though, the one thing that I am excited about, let's look at the history of MLS. When David Beckham came into the league, we created a rule for him to bring him into the league that led to the DP rule, where mm -hmm. at the time you could have one DP per team, and that evolved up to three DPs as we know today. Around 2015, 
when the galaxy were still at the height of their power and they wanted to bring Omar Gonzalez back into the league, but they didn't have space for him because they had three DPs already, uh, Donovan Keen, and I wouldn't be able to tell you the third one, maybe Leonardo. I can't quite remember. Anyways. Um, Donovan? Had, you mean Robbie Keen? Oh, I do mean Robbie Keen. I, Mr. Shouty Pointy. Um, Summer Salty. You're not wrong. Pointy Woiny. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. But so when they had three DPs, they didn't have the ability. Damn it. Uh, (laughs) You eat shit for breakfast? Oh, no, no. Uh, You gotta quote it right. Pieces of shit. You gotta quote it right. Yeah, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. (laughs) Okay. I stand corrected. Um, So they instituted the TAM rule. Well, what happened with the TAM rule? The quality of the league got better undoubtedly we we got to sign these players that we never would have brought into the league beforehand you know players like uh Svensson. you know for Svensson, who uh, uh, captain I mean, of a world Aussie cup was squad. paid down from from dp to tam yeah i mean even even players like you know like our mls cup mvp um uh oh my god number 8 uh, uh then he left back for spain Victor? Thank you, Victor Rodriguez. Thank you. I'm like, why am I drawing a blank suddenly? But no, so so ultimately, it opened up more Ross regulations. Keep in mind, right before the right before the TAM rule, I used to manage a affordable housing apartment building. Dylan Reddick, uh, Remick qualified to live in my affordable housing because oh, yeah, he was paid they, such was, low wages. At that wages. time, I want to say it was mm-hmm. it was between oh, 40, 15 to eighteen thousand. Yeah, because that was, 30, that was, that was before the. He might have made that much, but like that that was minimum wage. Set. Like there was player. That's why all the players lived together yeah. usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. So they... and so so yeah, so the TAM. So what I'm getting at is, I welcome Messi. I welcome this. Oh this, yeah, this, this is going to change this everything. roster manipulations that's going on in Miami. Because okay, you bring in Messi, the other teams are going to understand. But when you start doing this stuff to bring in all the other people, it's going to rising tide raise all ships. Now the other teams are going to be like, okay, well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I guess I'm just full of, you know. Yeah, uh, I was, I was like, I'm liking the, the <laughs> rising ships <laughs> on Scuttlebutt. Thing, Thanks, but, my friend. Is, is, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's going to grow. Well, I agree forward. with you uh, mm-hmm. to an extent. Here, here's what I do see, though, is a rising tide doesn't raise all ships. It raises those with good boats and those with Rinky, rinky, dinky Ooh. boats and holes in them. Deep holes. That's why the, the rising tides raise all. Do you think I give a shit about Dallas because oh, they I'm, don't want to spend money and they're cheap? Well, that's not, their yeah, But here's the thing: is <laughs> the league does need to be here, smaller? Here, well, no, it's going to keep growing. Trim the fat. But, uh, but, but here's I know, the thing is, I know. It's we have happen. to remember the Sounders are no longer the halves. We are just under the halves. We're the we kind of have. We're not outspending Miami, New York, New York, L.A., L.A. Toronto. It's we're never, yeah, we're, we are the middle class now in a league that has mainly upper and lower class teams. So we will be perennial playoff contenders, but unless we have owners willing to put money into it, we're going to end up being the Seattle Mariners. And that that's a long-term goal I'm afraid about with Messi coming in. But at the same time, I welcome it because I would rather see our league grow than have our team always be the champion. I think to a point you've get, you've got a point. We will never be one of the top five spending teams ever again. I don't see that happen. However, 
we've always spent money wisely. And as long as we continue to, that's what Garth said. And he's not wrong. Um, But I think, I think if we can continue to grow our Academy and I think if we can continue to grow our, uh, our scouting department, I think it's going to really help because I mean, look at some of these, look at some of the players that we really, you know, don't want to lose right now. Players that, Hey, if you got to blow everything up, Leo Chu, who do you want to hold on to? You're 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 talking about players like like for me, obviously Obed Vargas, uh, Jordan Christian, you know, and a lot of these players who I know we drafted Christian, but but that's thing we those those roster manipulations we didn't bring him in as a as a signing, and that's where the league is going towards with the halves is the bringing in these high price signings. So there's other ways of bringing in players, the the draft or the uh, homegrowns, and and that that's going to become nah, more and more important. Dead. The draft is pretty yeah. much garbage, but but the homegrowns are particular. And we haven't we haven't um, nailed on and, and I think homegrowns that, I mean, Danny Leva's good. Don't get me wrong, and could become a solid starter in this league. Atencio shows signs that he could be more than a solid starter in this league. I think Reed Baker Whiting. He's gonna not be so far. So because but I think I think part of that is the way he's being managed as a player, where they're throwing him at right back or right mid. I and, think that's yeah. That that a lot of that's that because be argument, he I, is not fast enough to be a right mid. He needs more space in front of him to mm-hmm. run with to get the speed. Uh, yeah, and I, I, true, but you got to also count with that Jackson Reagan. Well, you got to count Jackson yeah, Reagan because yeah, no, yeah, yeah. we let him go to the fire. He was a he was he was he was they let but ultimately they let him go to yeah. us. They they said you can go play for them, and then they cut this him later. So we had moved on from him. True. So conductor's but raising think, his hand. God, I think right. we are talking Whoa. a lot about the Sounders, which means if you can hear it. You can hear the drums starting. It's time to talk some sounders. All right. We'll get let's get back to the sounders here, okay? So we're talking about homegrown players, yada yada yada. Let's talk about and we can get back to it, because maybe that's some solutions to what we need to get uh, addressed here. But I want to look back on our Discord. Uh, Combat Wombat Esquire. This is how we're going to kick it off. Actually, maybe? No. We're starting with the big one. It's actually only a sentence for me to read, not a paragraph. So Combat Wombat, we'll get to you a little bit later, because this is about that's about a bear, one individual player. But I want to I wanna go with Rick Sports feed here. We're in free fall. How will we know when we've hit rock bottom? Do you guys believe we're... Now this is me. Do you guys believe we're in free fall after what just happened in Real Salt Lake and League's Cup? So it doesn't affect where we are in the league right now. We can forget about points, but League's Cup, that performance was terrible. I'm just going to say it, and Cameron, I know you agree, and Nick, I I presume you do. Are we in free fall? I I see Nick... He's shaking his head no, so I'm going to go first so that he can bring some positivity. Yeah, Semester needs to be fired (laughs) immediately. This has gone on too far, too long. We are lucky to be in fourth place. Our play, I mean, we're at this point, we're not making the playoffs. It only gets harder from here. We have the talent. Only 10 matches left. We have the talent. There's something wrong in the coach's room. 
I don't know if it's they can't figure out the formation for the players that we have there. I don't know if it's that they can't figure out where the best place to put players is. But Schmetzer has talked about the fact that Freddie, the coach, uh, sits upstairs for the first half and comes down at halftime and gives him, okay, this is how we have to change. And early in the season, those changes worked. They're not working anymore. There is something seriously wrong here. And this does not, for all the talent we have, for the fact that there was a five-minute period where we had four minutes and 50 seconds of possession against Dallas, we can't score. And we looked helpless against Salt Lake. They spent the entire week selling us on the fact that this is a new start. This is where the season starts over. This is where the fact that we're going to shine. We have our players back. It's going to be great. And this was the worst performance yep. probably of all time, excluding Manchester Whoa. United 5-0 loss and at at Portland earlier this year, which is the, the giving up all those goals in 19 minutes is the worst performance in Sounders history. In my mind. Yeah, I was. No, Kansas City 2016. Ooh, that's bad. Uh, I mean, I, but I, I do. I, I think that game was I'm, better I'm not, than the, these ones. Like, it was awful. You mean the game that got right. Ziggy yeah. Schmidt fired? And that was the final no. straw. That was not well, as bad of a game. This, this, this feels. Ugh, you guys, this kind of feels like that. Well, it feels worse than that. 2016 me, yeah. summer. There, it's a different. It's a different canvas. Way more talented kind players. Of MLS yet, world right now. There's other shit going on in the yeah. horizon of MLS. It's kind of shiny and flashy and what's going on. And we look like we've been gut punched for three months and can't stand up straight. And I don't I don't mean that like the players look physically tired or anything. I just mean like if you were to just look at our team, our club as a whole and like fan base, I feel gut punched. I don't want to watch. We talked about it last we time. I don't want to watch sound. I stopped watching the last match and got in my car and drove home once we went down uh two nothing because i was once it was one nothing i knew the game was over <laughs> Dude, i forget that you're you go to like every game and i don't really get to do that as much anymore so i'm like picturing myself at home when you said i stopped watching like okay yeah. i changed the t- turn the tv off or change the channel i'm like why did you just leave your house i was at my parents house, house and i got my nephew and we left and yeah. granted i still listened to it because i wanted to support jackson feltz who did an amazing job that I mean, mm-hmm. he was such a natural. I'm sad he didn't get to go to a goal call. And I know, I mean, I've talked to him about it. He's like, look, Danny Google Jackson. Google goal call? Google, what? Google dolls? He didn't get to what go to a goal say? call. That he didn't get to do a goal yeah. call. But, and, okay. and he is very humble, Jackson. And, 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 and this is nothing against Danny Jackson. Because Danny Jackson is great at his job. And Jackson said, you know, I never would want to supplant Danny Jackson and take his job away from him. Because Danny Jackson is the man. And while that's true... I'm biased and Jackson was a natural Jackson was, I mean, I literally paused uh, Apple TV until I lined them up and listened to Jackson call the game while it was on. So it was perfectly lined up and to have him there with Pete Fewing, who was his longtime partner, former coach of uh, Seattle university, which by the way, we figured out um, why the coach of Ballard FC quit. He's the new coach at Seattle U. So that remember when we didn't know why he was leaving? Uh, That's why. Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. And what we said, he must have yeah, been going. Which, he did. But, <laughs> because, but so so yeah, having yeah, and, and Coach Fewing's great. Like my cousin's husband played for him and has his number retired at, at local um, legend. CW. And Jason yeah, Farrell, Farrell by the way. former coach of Ballard, yes. Um so so yeah. I just I want to congratulate Jackson and just if you didn't get a chance to hear that call, 
um, if he ever gets the opportunity again, do it because it was it was natural in the way that Arlo Wright Arlo White felt right. Ar- yeah, like Ooh, that is some, if Jackson could get that role, especially at his younger age compared to us, he's not that much younger, but that could he could be the the guy calling games for the Sounders for the rest of his life. Like that's how good he is. Well, knowing Jackson, he'd be very happy with that. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah, I no, did actually get a chance to listen Jackson. as well. So I, I, I agree with you. It right. sounded really good. Um, you know, I'm very, very His only mistake is he kept calling that. Monterey uh, Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll forgive him for that. Oh, no. <laughs> eh, it's it's a team yeah, in another cares? country. Well, we, yeah, you, North you, America. Hey, close North America. Hey, that's all we care about here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I heard him. He When he did that around the 35th minute and started going... <laughs> USA in the middle of the broadcast. I was like, okay, a little weird, but all right, all right, go for it. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was weird. No, yeah, it was, it was um, great. But, you know. Oh, wh- <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to chat a that. little bit with a yeah. little bit of positivity. I'm going to bring a little positivity. Yeah, bring it You mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier, oh, well, what happened at the beginning of the season? We were doing great. You know, when when um, when he'd come down at halftime and make some changes and things would work. Yeah, well, what happened was we had a healthy squad. Uh, now, granted, this game doesn't do much to help that theory, right. but it's one game uh, in a place that we have historically mm. sucked. I think the last time we won once in the last, what, 18 right. times it's not in, us in Salt Lake? Historically, everyone, they've... they've, they've They've been unbeaten in yeah. 20 of their last 24 matches or something like that. Yeah. I mean, one, keep in mind the you know, think it's bad in Colorado at another thousand fifteen hundred feet. You know, it, it, it sucks. And it was a hundred degrees. Um, it was 99 degrees. Which also, by the way, is a common factor for one of the other worst games in Sounder history. That Kansas City game was over a hundred degrees on the field, so so it could be a correlation that we don't play well in hot hot weather. We do Port- live in Seattle. Portland was pretty comfortable, <laughs> and that was recent. <laughs> I'm sorry. And by the way, Rui Diaz was not available earlier this year. No, but that's a designated player that was unavailable. No, you're you are right, and this is not perfect. But for for large swaps of the last third of the season we have had multiple people i I agree in in that time there's been times where we've looked like the best team in the league we just couldn't score but that's the problem now that's been been our problem up until this match in my opinion yeah so i'm not doom and gloom we're gonna miss the playoffs however i'm not excited about Oh man, we're gonna we're, we're cup contenders. Yeah. We're not we're not cup contenders the way we're playing I mean, right we're now. We no. We're not, but we're also not going to miss the playoffs. Now, with that said, with that said, I think um, I'm very curious to see how we react in the next two games. I don't want us flaming out in the group stage of League's Cup. Um, it's gonna be really hard not to at this point. See. Goal differential we'll is what see. really hurts us. I think allowing the third goal was that, rough. That's, that's what I'm I mean, thinking. but here's the thing. If if we write the ship a tiny bit, yeah, we're making the playoffs. We're only eight points above the playoff line. Yeah, it's a couple of bad yeah. weeks. 
This is this is but true. You've also only been but, eight to twelve points above the playoff line for the last two months. For whatever reason, the people around us I, keep losing. I know we. <laughs> And that because is... this is a difficult league and, and, and teams are getting better. Look at who RSL just signed. He scored a wonder goal, Chicho Rango. You know what I mean? Like it, the teams are getting better. And, and that that's my problem is we're, we can't add because of the way our roster structures. Now, any fans will tell and you, we knew that fans will tell year. you anyone that went to the, um, they had an open practice for for fans, season ticket holders who were invited. That at that practice, um, our GM said that the roster is going to look very. Whoever. No, that's our. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. That's our president. Yes. Uh, our, but our GM, yes. Craig Weibel, said that next year our roster will look very different, and here's why. Because you can't have a top-heavy roster where the top people aren't performing. I mean, this doesn't mean Ruidez is going to be gone. This doesn't mean Nico is going to be gone. But if you can't restructure those contracts, unfortunately, they will be. Mm -hmm. I like. I think we've floated. Well, Nico's not a restructure. Nico's out of contract. I'm assuming that we'll try to bring back at a much lesser number. Yeah, he'll be off. Yeah, and and hopefully he because he wants to be here. He can go somewhere else and make more money, but I hope he stays and becomes that super sub that will win us many many games. I want him to be our coach. That's the other thing we don't have. Remember, and when when Siggy got fired, everything changed when Nico came in and turned off the music and said, "Why are you all happy? We're losing." And this is something that. Plagued us last year where players just didn't care because we had already won the mm-hmm. the Champions League. And they were just like, they weren't hurting a lot. They weren't having any problem with the losses because they were like, well, we did what we needed to do. And and we need someone to come in that straightens up this team and gets them to stop messing around. I don't, I mean, this is something that on um, the other uh, rival podcast with Steve Zakawani and Brad Evans. No, I like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm friendly with Steve and I like Brad a lot. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm just mad that Keely Dunning won't let me come on, but they, um, yeah. they love me. I think I was going on to talk, uh, Alliance council stuff. They want some ratings. But, you bring Aaron Lingley but, on the side by side. I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm, I don't see an end to our suffering this year. It doesn't mean we can't pull together a decent season at the end, but our roster construction is just such that we don't have a choice. Like we are paying too much money for players. They're not producing based on what they're being paid. And that just means you're not, unless you have a Russell Wilson type young $300,000 player, uh, it's not going to work. So. Which we did have in our, we had a couple of those in our 2019, yeah. you know, to 2022 run with, with Nick, uh, with Jordan, Still with Christian, with, with, um, Christian Roldan, with new who. Yeah. And so that, that happened. So now we need to keep, now we need those young players to step up and Jackson Reagan, I think is doing a great job of that mm-hmm. as a center back. He's arguably a, he, he's a starter on, most teams in the league he's arguably a borderline all-star he's gonna he's gonna eventually make an all-star roster i do believe that um and he's playing better than neymar right oh, now big time in my opinion yeah but but the but so i guess the thing is like i i guess i knew we knew going into this um our roster was gonna be in trouble with flexibility once we went for champions league last year 
and we're we're seeing that play out. It was alluded to, and and here it is. I guess that's all I'll say on that. So I'm going to open up the MLS roster rule book again, page one. Um, Combat Wombat Esquire. This is from our Scuttlebutt Discord. Link is in the show description. All right, get ready, children. I'm thinking about this clause from the CBA. Quote, the league will determine, in its discretion, a player's salary budget charge, according to the following formula. Provided, however, that MLS retains discretion to a lower player's salary budget charge in individual cases, end quote. And how it relates to the list from transfer market, the list from free agents sorted by market value descending. So basically, well, I'll finish it. I suspect MLS has been exercising that CBA clause to allow Miami to sign the Boca seniors. Do you think there are any free agents on that list that MLS would be willing to lower their cap hit to get the MLS and would and would also significantly improve the Sounders. So he gives a list of free agents. We don't need to go over those. But may, I, I get his point regarding the clause. I'm going to close the MLS roster rulebook because I've never read it and I'm not going to. But both of you understand that that scuttlebutt more than I do, and I want to hear your, your opinion. First, I think it's a little bit of a flawed premise, which uh, Cameron actually alluded to earlier in our discussion, talking about Miami, where they were doing the rosters in the right way. So the exercising the CBA clause to allow Miami to sign the Boca seniors, that's not how they're signing these Boca seniors. So that kind of makes the rest of it irrelevant. However, for the sake of going through with this conversation in that that free agent list, um, I don't think that's what we're looking at. I think we're going to have to just ex- expect that our next major signing isn't going to be in the winter. It will be next summer when we will get our next Nico Raul level DP, someone that's going to be a cornerstone of our flag, uh, a, a flag, uh, cornerstone of our flag station what i'm now mixing up the metaphors again um, i think you can just say your cornerstone yeah 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 i know i should have just started there and the left top of the arch keeps yeah. it all together um, yeah what it, that's keystone uh not oh. cornerstone Jesus, we're all screwed up but and I that's think been a great episode of sander scuttlebutt we're out <laughs> we are um i think we're gonna see that next person who's going to fill that role the person that's supposed to be the the key player in our roster will probably not come in the winter window it will probably come in the summer window that's my suspicion yeah i think and your suspicion is what will significantly improve the sounders based i mean yeah just to to a degree but uh, there's going to be significant moves in the winter. And if someone were to become available in the winter, I don't think they wouldn't sign them. The thing is, you get a player cheaper in the summer because they're generally either A, out of contract, or B, full fully through a, a year of the contract. So you're not paying for an extra half year. And that team, usually we take advantage of teams who are maybe getting relegated or teams that... Uh, have their eye on a new shiny shiny and need to change out that roster and are more willing to let those players go. So it just lines up usually more favorably to not overpay for those kind of players, which is the Sounders yeah. MO. But who used not to look for those players? Who used yeah, to look for those I mean, players? I... Well, the, what was the, actually, what was the last signing we've had that was JP? impactful? Was it Rui? 
JP. JP, yeah, I mean, legit. But here's the thing. And who scouted him? Uh, well, found probably JP. actually Sean Henderson, Chris Henderson's brother, who is still our scout. So, but okay. he, here's the okay. thing: is that's sense. what we need to find out. Is once we have our, we're an aging roster, and once we either restructure or move on from these players, what is Craig Weibel's impact on the team? This is not a Craig Weibel team right now. This is a Garth Lagerway team, and that's and and I'm not, I, and I love Garth obviously, so I'm not saying that's why we're bad. It's that we they made a choice to not move players at the end of uh last season because they had won us the championship and they want players on our team to feel meaning the 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 club world cup champ i mean the concacaf champ and they wanted our play yeah, yeah, and they yeah. want players to feel like if you succeed here you will be compensated now i don't think you could have predicted that rui diaz was going to be hurt every game I think the only factor that we had to worry about was Nico and whether or not he was going to be on the field. So this is new stuff they didn't expect to come up. If we had had Rui Diaz this whole season, we would be in first or second, without a doubt. That's that's fair. I do I do better Plan B planning in FIFA on Xbox though. And right. I'm usually, but I also for my like one other thing. I also that bring Messi and Ronaldo to the Sounders on free transfers, and I ask Garth Lagerway, yeah. how come? I also moved the Sounders yeah, to you too. championship. I actually usually start them down in the second FA. league too. But I, I, I specifically asked Garth, well, on FIFA, I, I, I literally asked Garth this. On FIFA, I brought in Ronaldo and, and Messi on free transfers. Why can't you do that? And he laughed so hard. And then he said, uh, my kids are starting to play FIFA, and I think they're coming for my job. <laughs> we are the equivalent right now. I feel like we're the equivalent of the 2015 mm. Sounders team one year after winning the supporters shield and the U S open cup. Mm-hmm. And like you said, new GM comes in and this case, in that case it was Garth, but we signed four oh, yeah. players in that off season that were not Garth signings. And we yeah. signed Freeberg, Ivan Schitz, Valdez and Torres. So right now, Damn. Garth, or, I, didn't, I thought those Bible, were all Garth. No, well, they were technically under Garth. I know, yeah, thing, my, but but they rest but in my you mind. bring in people where all the that's work to actually sign go on for for months and months before and that, that. So that would have been Adrian. It was Adrian, yeah, and and that was also Ziggy, a that was part panic. Of the, the Ziggy, uh, yeah, that was Adrian, with Garth that was, was that Ziggy wanted control. Well, well, keep in mind what was going on when that happened because we brought in um, uh, also Tomas. Also, uh, Tomas was a discovery signer. Uh, Ballard. <laughs> yeah, why? He didn't speak any English. Now, now, with that said, so so Freeberg Freeberg was signed at the end of July. Ivan Schitz, Valdez, and Torres were signed in August, uh, within a week of each other in August. What happened in June of 2015? Red card wedding. Dempsey out, Oba out with injuries um, and suspensions, and we panicked. So I think this club is very wary because they they have since said that that summer we did panic buy, and that kind of tied us up for a little bit, and it really was Nico turning it all around. So I think right now you're not going to see the team do a panic buy. They're going to be calculated. They're going to be smart. And I think uh, Craig Weibel is not going to make those mistakes. I know Adrian, who's going to write those checks, is going to have that in the back of his mind, and they're going to reference that because this team learns from things. Um, So I just want to give that context there because I do think that this team feels very much like that – post red card wedding 2015 yeah, yeah, I'd squad. Agree. And I think the other thing 
that a lot of people are missing is Ariaga was obviously the first piece to go, but he's hurt, so he can't. That would have freed up six hundred thousand dollars, which we could have signed one to two players or a DP that we pay down exactly. to Tam level with. Like we we could have yeah. signed a, a impact True. player if he weren't hurt. Also, I think that was a that was that was you were absolutely right that that was the measured yeah. thing to not sell him earlier in the year to hedge our bets, and we but to sell him in the idea. summer and he just we got hurt at the wrong time. So, I mean, I wanted I so we were buying in two thousand eight, but now it's two thousand nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but, we can't but, sell. But him. Here's the other thing, and this is something that people are not going to like to hear. And I have one of his jerseys, so I'm I'm I'm. It's painful for me to say this. And I think this is a huge mistake from Craig Weibel because he says he's getting calls for him and refusing to answer them. We should have sold Nuhu in this window. Nuhu is not performing up to his contract. He's a liability on the field at times. More importantly, he's, he's, he's a freaking baby. He whines, he complains, he yells. And I think the drop-off between him and Baker versus the quality of player we could be bring in for the amount of his roster spot is, is I think we get more bonus out of bringing in another striker than we, or uh, another center attacking mm-hmm. mid than a we were so versus a bear. Uh, yeah. A bear becomes a bench player. Then, I mean, uh, we can have that a bear Montero discussion I've been having on the internet becomes, but, uh, I mean, stays like only on the bench. He comes in as emergency situations only. So, yeah. uh, he becomes Tevez essentially, but, but yeah, I, I, I think we, we needed to move on from Nuhu and Ariaga in order to make this team a championship team. And we didn't do it. One Nuhu had had, I don't think anyone takes Nuhu at this point because they don't know what the long-term effects of his, his uh, malaria is. And also he's, he was, he was at his height when he locked down uh, Mo Salah and it's never going to be that way again. So yeah, that that was obviously his peak internationally. People knew, who and I was. love Nuhu. Don't get me wrong, Nuhu. but he was. I'm just, hey. I'm just kind of over over Nothing. his antics because he he's not the player he used to be. He has great runs that wow us, but then he doesn't get the ball to where it needs to go. I think. Would you say he's half the man he I used to be? I am going to see them in a few weeks. How? They're playing opening for Smashing Pumpkins. Nirvana? No, half the man he used to be Stone Temple Pilots, bro. It's not, yeah. But it's okay because both have. Never mind. I'm just going to let that one sit. They both, well, only one of them has never mind. And, <laughs> oh, that's never, no, touche. But, you know, I'm just going to crack another beer and both not make a. Singers. No, I don't know who sings for Stone Temple Pilots. I'm, what are you I'm talking about? Half muted. the man I used to be song by Nirvana. One. No, there's not one. Wait, that no. That's no, that's not a real. No, thing. no, no. Is that, is that your, is that your, uh, uh, sh- not Shazam. What was that stream? The Napster? Did <laughs> Man, you get that off? Of Napster? I thought I was getting a Weezer record that was unreleased one time and it was just pavement. I was so upset. I love pavement. Don't get me wrong, but I thought I was getting that unreleased Weezer record. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, Ultimately, I think you're. I think I think you're right that we might have missed the window to sell. I do also think, though, that there might still be a sale in the future. Um, we'll see what happens. I I would not be surprised. I'm not expecting it, but I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like 
if there's one thing we know, at the, right now we're wounded, and they always say, take time with the wounded hand, because I like <laughs> to heal. Is Scott Weiland still alive? He is very no, much not alive. <laughs> so I don't know how they're touring, but then again, I, I went to an atmosphere conference. I'm telling you what the internet, the internet says about all this stuff, like how wrong yeah. the internet so, can be. So, uh, I, I went and saw Atmosphere the other day with Sir Nicholas here, and uh, Sublime played without Sir Nick's Sublime. Alive. Sorry, <laughs> no. I'm, what I'm, what was really funny is he's saying I went and saw Atmosphere. I'm like, I, in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, I went to that too. <laughs> I drove him to the. Show. He took me to see Atmosphere, and and I saw Sublime <laughs> perform without Bradley. So. Uh, these these bands just when you're that big you just pick up a new singer at some point in fact here's one that i i know we're we're off in a music land in this but you know what this is seattle all of us love music seattle music randy carlisle wants to form and be the singer of soundgarden now which is would be absolutely awesome i think that would be so cool She's played a few few one-off songs with them. So if they could just, even if it's just a tour, it would be so cool. Soundgarden was the first show I saw, like without parental supervision. It was Soundgarden, Screaming Trees, Reverend Horton Heat, and UMI on August 13th, 1994 at Memorial Stadium. A few few RIPs in that group right there. Oh, man. Sounders. Sounders. Woo! Um, actually, so we were just talking about Ebert for a second, and I did, I'm not going to, sorry, Combat Wombat, we already gave you pretty yeah. much 20 minutes, so I'm not going to yeah, read this whole thing, but he lists Bear as, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought you were talking to me. Um, Bear as, he's, he's leading the league mm-hmm. in big chances missed, and he brings up the correlation of, you don't want to see a high XG versus your G, which he sits at 6.6 expected goals to his two. That's correct. Um, do you so think, is it, do you is think it, a bear is going to continue to do that? Or do you think a bear is going to regress to the mean this season, this postseason, next season with his next club? Do you like I, basically uh, is, can I, can I, I think, can I speak on this real quick? Cause I, I have this, I've been arguing with the internet all day for the last two days about this. Eight eight okay. point what eight point two five times higher expected goals than Freddie. Basically the same, slightly like point oh four different, like four one hundredths or thousandths or whatever difference on goal uh, goals per ninety. Um, someone said, "Why aren't we playing Freddie at striker and we're playing a bear?" And Freddie looks way more goal dangerous. I said, "Ah, no." One, Freddie's not a striker anymore. He's either a false nine or a center attacking mid that sits in the pocket right behind the striker. If you play two forwards, you have two strikers, well, one striker and one forward, he can play right there in the pocket and he'll be great. But that he doesn't play striker anymore. Secondly, mm-hmm. Freddie's expected, the expected goal number to me is important because that means a bear is in the right place and it's just not finishing for whatever reason. Of course, two of those came in that first game. And so someone was like, well, that's just the eye test then. That, that he's getting in the right place. I said, no, the stats bear out. He should have scored in that situation. To me, expected goals, it's easier to score goals when you have a high expectancy of goals than it is when you have a low expectancy of goals. Because if you have no expectancy of goals, there's no way a goal can go in. So 
a bear would be yeah. more likely to score. Now, we may have talked about this on the show, but it also may have been off since I talked to both of you lots of times away from this podcast. Maybe we should just record all our conversations from now on and just put them up as this podcast. <laughs> what could go wrong? That's a lot oh, of editing, especially, guys. Especially <laughs> I, I, I how many times that. have I had to mute Nick inside of a Zoom room? But... <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, uh, the the other thing I think we're seeing with a bear and why he looked so much more goal dangerous to the eye before versus now is he's having to drop back and shoot rather than having the ball cross to him a lot. Now, there's been some crosses like the one where he dropped back and it went over. It's because without Christian, Alex Roldan has regressed as a player. And he's not getting his crosses over the top anymore. They're falling short and being cleared away. And I wonder if he would actually have a lot more goals if Alex were still able to cross. Now, I think that's fixable. But I also don't think the Sounders are focusing on that as much as they used to because they're really playing a lot through without Christian. They're playing a lot through the other side and through Chu rather than playing to the right. So I wonder if that changes anything. But I go back. Yeah, go ahead. Well, part of it, I think. Well, yeah, no, part of it is definitely that, that Chu has been a good revelation this year. Um, at the same time when, when rolled on was out, uh, rolled on, however, does all that dirty work, does yep. all that hard work. So he makes defenders have to track him and follow him, leaving a bear open in those and, pockets, and leaving his brother open to make um, those crosses in those pockets. 100. Yeah. 100%. So, so, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about that with Joseph Martinez and Messi. Of course, I'm not comparing the two necessarily, but it's the same principle, is if you're making these dangerous runs, you're drawing defenders to you to make accountable, which opens up the rest of the offense. And so that's part of the reason why I am a big A-Bear supporter. I want him first off the bench. If Raul wait, 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 wait. are you an A-Bear supporter um, or do you think he's just the right choice off the bench? I'm going to separate those two. No, well, I... That's a good point. <laughs> okay. I think Raul yeah. is your starter if Raul is healthy, because we do not have a two forward setup. So we are not running a situation where they're both starting. Now, why can't now, why okay. we should? Okay. You know what? Okay. So in our current yeah. formation, I will say I want a bear being Agreed. the first person off the bench because we have not shown mm-hmm. the propensity to do two forward setups. Now I would and not to Cameron's expected goals point. Well, no, that, that's it. That, then that passes my eye test, which is he's, he's, a much better version of mm. Nelson Valdez. I loved what Which Nelson actually, Valdez did. And shout out to uh, Combat Wombat for the very end, in parentheses, of his own post about the scuttlebutt. Personally, I'm hoping for a bear to pull a Nelson so Valdez. In the playoffs, he's going to score a bunch of goals. I mean, help lead us to, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. no, but, but like, have but beautiful that's the, thing. the best hair in the game. I mean, I still have that magazine company. <laughs> Oh, Brad Evans has something to say about that. uh, Brad's abs are better, but I think Nelson's hair is better. Oh, Cameron was at a pool with Brad like a week ago, so he's still in the fallout. But but we're talking, we're talking peak twenty fourteen U.S. Open Cup. You know, Brad. I mean, you know, age gets us all. That counts. like Like a Seattle version of the body, the body. Yeah, it was um, Zach Scott, Zach Nelson Scott. Valdez, and uh, was yeah. it Mears? Soccer players, man, they are attractive. And you know what? 
I am 100% confident in my sexuality to be able to remember these things because that was a beautiful yeah, magazine yeah. company cover. Um, they're, they're beautiful people. Uh, they're no, they're no, and I'm not going to do my Marilyn Manson no, no, impression. No, no, I was no, about no, to chart. No, there are no yeah. Ryan Reynolds in Amityville horror. Is Marilyn Manson um, still alive? He, well, not in the public sphere. Yeah, and wasn't he in the Wonder Years? Paul, he was Paul from the Wonder Years. That's right. <laughs> By the way, quick side note: How was it in quick an side era note, before? This whole show's a side note. Dude. <laughs> this is true. Okay, in in an era before the internet, how did we all? I grew up in upstate New York. You grew up in Washington, and you know the yeah, same rumor that Paul, I know Paul from the Wonder Years. Well, became, like, became Marilyn Manson. Years. Yeah. Yeah, like how, like how did I, that? That's, <laughs> I, I, I'm so fascinated by that etymology did of you, that stuff that happened. Before. Wait, yes. really? No, no it wasn't. Him. Wasn't that, that was, was the rumor? Did, did, oh, no, but that was the. Did rumor you that also everyone, find yeah. a stash of porn VHS in the woods? Because oh no! Oh that's, my I god! Had, yes, I dude, Ray Park on Magnolia. Yeah, that the, wasn't a video. Ray Park and Magnolia. There, like, it wasn't a video though. It was literally a playboy. We need to find magazine. young children to pass our porn along. So there's just all these men going into the woods and putting their used porn. These horny little trolls around to us, the younger generation. <laughs> this is wild. But that's all, that's another thing. I grew up in a that's town of two thousand. Town of two thousand, Riverside Drive, the 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 crick. <laughs> Right over there, the right crack. in the woods, there was like a there was like a tin box. Is that with, the like, guy or the park? No, we're the crack. Wow. Now the question is, were they hiding it there for themselves and we stole it, or were they passing it along to us in some sort of Johnny Appleseed spreading of the pornography? It was it was a Playboy from 1977. <laughs> <laughs> Just I believe it's past the statute of limitations, okay. but when I was 18 and was I'm... legal to buy that. I bought Cameron. The- shut him up. You're the lawyer. If it's just in case it gets some. <laughs> I bought the the Spice Girl. <laughs> Let's save it for off mic, Nick. And then candy <laughs> happened. No. Yeah, let's just, let's just no. cut that whole section yeah, out. I think we can't just say on a podcast, especially that you're not on. I think we're beyond. I think we're beyond the statute think, of limitations. So, so let but, me just roll down the hill. Parking break. Oh. I murdered my whole family <laughs> with a butter knife. Actually, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> Wait, Can you stop. I, 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 I advise you to stop talking now. <laughs> Can we sidebar this here, Honor? Oh, I can't. In 1986, I released the parking brake to my parents' car and crashed oh, it. Thank God. Do they know that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. Yes, because my mom <laughs> like, do they know that? You're still a lawyer until the last second. Do they do they know that? Okay, moving on. Uh a bear. Score more goals. More goals. Bro. You're showing but he needs you can. service. And and uh, here's, here's the other thing about. is the service that uh is going now. Chu is no longer passing it to well, he is sometimes, but he's passing it to the second runner now, and so that wouldn't be A Bear anyway. Mm-hmm. So that put him into a position. He, he's trying to get in a position to also right, receive but, a pass but, and do something with it. I think he's trying to do a lot more than he needs to. He's just not getting the players around him to right. pull that defense. But Bear like is pulling that defense forward, allowing for that Chu pass to come behind, and then there just needs to be someone there. 
I agree with that. Um, so we need to wrap this up because <laughs> um, we're getting loopy. I think we're getting loopy. All right, it is Tuesday night, the twenty fifth of July. Usually, you start the show with that. Yeah, before before we leave, can we can we get predictions <laughs> for the upcoming match against Monterey? Well, that's what I want to say. We need to we need to still cap this this episode. We don't we haven't really talked about anything positive about what we can okay. do right now. We have a game. So this should only take Monterey. about forty five seconds. Then, um, if we're talking, we only want positive things. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's take longer to fire Smetzer. So, um, if we want positive things to, to happen, so what do we need to do? We'll start with Nick, then Cameron, and then I'll, I'll see if I come up with something, or pretty much I'll probably agree with one or both of you. What do we need to do right now with what we have to win against Monterey? Because the goal differential with the three nil loss against Real Salt Lake in a in a three game group. Three match group, we need two, the yep. top two make it right, right. So we just need to get halfway out of the hole in this match to get yeah. out of out of the hole because they got to play each other too, and that means they will presumably lose both games to us. I don't think we get anywhere with the draw. Um, what do we there need to no do draw. to There's win? There's no draw. Yeah. It goes uh, straight to that. The, the one, two, three. Actually, yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. I like that. NHL, in a tournament I've been arguing for that. No, 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 no. I've been arguing for that for years because it's a phantom point in the NHL if they both go to the shootout. Like, no, some games are worth three points. Some games are worth two points. Mm-hmm. Like, this is BS. No, all games should be worth three points. This is the way to do it. You go to shootout. You get two points for a win. Loser gets one point for a draw. Every game is worth three points. Sorry, I'm. Um, they got that right. That's the one thing about the League's Cup that they nailed. Yeah, I like it a lot. So, but we, I, I still feel like we probably need to win both games because of the goal differential. Obviously, you could have a really inflated game, which changes that if we if we blow out Monterey. But Nick, what do you think we need to do to win to keep us in a good to put us in a good position to advance? I do think we need advance. I don't want to be three, four weeks of waiting for the MLS season to start again. Yeah. So first off, what you got to know is Monterey won the league last season, uh, six points ahead of everyone else. They're in second place right now. Well, I got, you know, I got to set those expectations. Um, So it's going to be a difficult game. They are a very good Liga MX team. Uh, With that in mind, we will be at home slight advantage we're gonna have to play a more brian schmetzer type of game a defensive first game and eke out a win i don't think we're gonna want to go toe-to-toe and just start swinging especially if the reports are that fry might be out with a dislocated finger um rolled on and and concussion protocol yeah that's why Uh, at halftime yeah these are these are the kind of things that these are the kind of players you want against Liga MX. These are the kind of players that will be understand the stakes. Uh, now, with that said, Raul loves scoring against Liga MX teams. So, I think we will win. I do not think it will be pretty. Um, but we are in for a fight. They are a very, very good team. This is a top-of-the-table Liga MX team. If they were in MLS, they would be a top-three team. Cameroon? I mean, I think ideally we would take Nico and Rui Diaz, and I 
I would throw in Chu and um, trade them for Messi and, and Joseph Martinez. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I. We need them to play like the team against Dallas. We need them to control possession and move forward and create chances. We can't, they can't play scared like they did against Salt Lake. I mean, I feel like we had like two minutes of possession in the first half, maybe. That's probably not accurate, but I don't know what possession was. It felt 90 10. Like we looked terrible. Um, Granted, it's not going to be like that. Now, I, I don't know what the weather is going to be like this weekend because um i can't imagine it'll be that hot in fact it's going to be a high of 75 that day so by the time we're playing yeah it'll be 75 degrees of kickoff so we're a little more humid than some places probably not salt lake um we will it will be warm but it'll be a relief compared to last game we are going to need to be goal dangerous and push the ball forward and find a way to score. And if we don't, we're going to get blown out because it's going to be like this last game where we had to make subs that immediately allowed two goals. And we didn't even talk about that where we sub players out and immediately lost the game. They had two goals back to back as soon as we made mm-hmm. subs. And then, and then we decided to go with two forwards instead of, and one center back, which we've been asking for all season. Problem is we're pushing everyone forward, which then leaves the defense yeah. open, which you can't do. It's that's a, right. that's a different, you can't do when you only have one center back. Starting so, a game. Uh, you have to play differently and they were trying to score. So, whereas you could have pushed Obed forward, but I'm sure he was tired too. Although he's 16, 17. Come on, man. If, if anyone out there could have those conditions, it's come you. On, boy. Like, like, 16 17 17 i mean come on like rui diaz is 150 years old compared to you let's let's figure this out so uh i think we have to score first and let oh we're gonna lose i think we're at a point now where i i don't i mean we obviously came back against vancouver that one game but this isn't vancouver this is monterey slash montreal if you're jackson so uh (laughs) i i can't i unless we if we score first then they come back and tie it i think we can score to win but we have to score first. Otherwise it's going to be the same thing where we're pushing for goals and leaving our defense open and they're just going to eat us alive. And it'll be like FIFA where they can just pass around our defenders and score. Yeah. Um, As usual, I put myself in a bubble until about 10 minutes before this, but I was distracted by Messi that I did not know that Christian was in concussion protocol again. So soon after you know, a month and a half? Was it about a month and a half? Yeah. That he was out before? And then he got, was back a little bit, but went to USA. I'm really concerned about that. And I feel like without, I mean, look at the title of our last yeah. episode. I agree. Without Christian, I don't think we're going to find the right sequence or formation or mindset to have a competitive team. I don't I think it's too late in the season. It's now getting interrupted, which you could say is a good thing, but after getting whooped, our worst performance of the season arguably in League's Cup game 1. I mean, should we even try to compete in the next two matches or should we try to figure shit out in the next two matches so that we next, can then practice two. that. We have Monterey and then we just said Monterey, don't we? Well, Monterey yeah. this Saturday. Yeah, that's it. 
That's it. I think so. Am I right? Nick? Two matches? I guess, yeah. There's only three, oh, teams. three teams. Yeah, it's only so, three yes. team group. So we play and then, and But then we'll know. We'll know. I mean, we're recording out this, this on a Tuesday night. Yeah. So we'll we'll know before. We know Wednesday is when RSL and Monterey play. So if RSL beats Monterey, we're, we're winning in. But if they... if they if, That's fair. And then... So we could, in theory, depending on what that score is, tie in advance. I, I didn't think about that, that obviously there could only be two matches, but have you guys ever watched a soccer tournament with uh, yeah, no, two uh, match group stage? Well, with a three-team well, group stage? At certain time. Two match or three? Yeah, it used to be. That's how CONCACAF yeah. Champions League used to be before. Oh, I thought we had four. No, like back when we in were. The- uh, matter of fact, when it was Super us, Cyan. Vancouver, and uh, Olympia, yeah. Olympia, Olympia, Olympia. Yeah. Yeah. You never, you never, yeah. So, so, okay. yeah. No, I mean, fair. I, I think it depends on what if if Monterey beats RSL, I think we put in our B squad and just you know go because try to win it that way and rest players because at that point, even if we win, we would have to win by such a large amount that it's it's unlikely. Or maybe you sub everyone off at halftime. I don't know. Uh, but I just I don't feel like wasting chances for players to get hurt and stuff on a match where we're not going to win. Of course. If, if you know the other. Because we'll know tomorrow know. Uh, yeah. in real time, not when people are listening to this. It's uh-huh. probably today, if you're listening to this, the day this is released, they play Wednesday evening. So we'll know. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Well, then more 30,000 foot then, since maybe a day and a half of listeners will already know the outcome of that match, and that therefore affects what, I'm about to, what I wanted to say uh, about what we should do. I think we, not us not having Christian ruled on is going to be a bigger problem to solve, or that we have to continue to solve, because he see, he's always seemed like the common denominator that's going to right the ship a little bit. Nico has not been consistent. I think he was so fantastic to start the first four, five, six, seven matches. He was leading the league in in, in offensive passes. Uh, it's crazy how far he's fallen. And and, 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 and now his passes are just <laughs> offensive. <laughs> oh, uh, you no, can say, I'm but I'm t- Yeah, no, <laughs> you don't have the it does the hand gestures don't work on podcasts. Um, yeah, so I think that that's just key to me uh, knowing that. We, I, I, at least I was kind of that re- waiting for him to come back to kind of. And we saw how good things. we were when he came back. And I guess the like same thing when with he Jordan. Was fully back in that game against Dallas. I know. Wow, but then that didn't that didn't translate yeah. to Salt Lake. Which, by yeah, a quick and, side note, did you see he had a paid partnership with uh, Bud Light, where he was like on his Instagram where he's like, Bud Light, it's great for you. Or I don't, you know, that's not what he said, but he held out. A, there's a picture of him holding out a Bud Light. He's wearing a Bud Light scarf that can hold Bud Lights in the scarf and hold your beer for you, which I mean, obviously I'm in favor of that. And, and I realize yeah. he's not getting paid like a superstar. So t- take that money, Christian, but there's still a part of me that goes, Oh, come on, Bud Light. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, Hey, in, in all fairness, and I don't drink Bud Light, I don't drink Bud. However, they've been the one constant when it comes to supporting U.S. soccer. <laughs> so, so you know what? Hats off to them. And didn't 
Elysian get purchased by Anheuser? Yeah, yeah sadly. Yeah, it ruined it. Orange. Which yeah. is owned by and, Embev. And, and it was the dumbest thing ever because yeah. you had like the original Elysian up Still in good. up in Still Capitol Hill who couldn't hire mm-hmm. uh, dishwashers because the, the, the Budweiser put in a rule that you had to pass a drug test in order to work there. And you're not going to find a dishwasher that doesn't get high because to be able to do that job day in and day out, you got to get pretty high. So uh, they really effed themselves there. But yeah, uh, I was real bummed because the, their food especially was one of my favorite things ever. And then they got bought out by Bud. And I don't blame the owner. Like if you're offered $40 million, or what I think is what he got. It's like Tom yeah. from MySpace. Take take, take <laughs> the like, money, go open a new brewery. No one judges and, Tom, and, and you have generational wealth for your family. Like, take, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Like, just make sure you're taking that wealth and using it to better the community and build new brands that are local and and, and creating jobs for local people. So as usual, my solution to the Sounders' performance and what we should do in the future is just drink all kinds of different beer. Um, I thought it was win. just going to be, hey, win. It's just win. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Let's just win. Oh, no, Al Davis. I want, no, I, I, no, I want no. someone at the at the press conference. And Brian, um, have you ever thought about just winning? <laughs> would, 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 do, you, do you think if you would just win, then maybe we we wouldn't be having these issues? Fun uncle will oh, turn into yeah. a different it, it, it'll It'll be a repeat of the most glorious day in Sounders media history when he tore apart Jeremiah O'Shan for, for saying, well, some people are saying, and then coach was like, Oh, some people, which people are those Jeremiah, which people are those? And it was Jeremiah who was the one saying, cause he wrote the article about it. So it was the most glorious and KGR played it over and over again all day long. It was one of the best moments in Sounders history. It sounds like one of the yeah, best moments. It of was your so life. awesome because that guy's a <laughs> freaking douche. And to each their own, and opinions their own. My opinions are my own, but I um, do not support internet trolls or anyone who's just an asshole for no reason. The end. And you know what? You can say whatever you want. No, You're the, the, lawyer, the end, so the end is 107.6. They haven't been That's the end the for internet. many years in my book, ever since they got rid of Marco Collins. Anyway. Is the end still alive? Only technically. <laughs> only no. Hey, I like Gregor. Gregor's Because if you hit pause on your, your controller and left for a couple of days and then came back, the end would have been dead. That's a Metal Gear oh, side I joke. Yeah, I Weak. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks boy. for just just sinking yeah. the Speaking ship of... right at the end. We almost made it to show. We almost made it to Speaking... port, man. And you just just kill everyone. Just Speaking ended of the podcast. Sinking. There's there's <laughs> like there's like the two there's like the two people that that love Metal Gear Solid. They're like, oh, he's Speaking of there. sinking okay. ships, bef- before right. we go down, we must get into port. And because of that, we need to discuss where they can find you on the internet, Nicholas. <laughs> They can find me at Twitter at Nikita Banana, uh, Instagram at Cascades2C. Uh, and then if you go to the ECS Pub League, uh, I am one of the one of the administrators of Pub League. So if you're looking for a learn to play place to play soccer, uh, we like to say 
everyone is no one is too bad for the league there's only people that are too good for the league um but we really have created a space where uh we've created a space where people who've never played soccer before can get in can play can meet a lot of great people uh aaron joined the league a couple years ago uh, this is his third season in the league. I like I how you just he referenced been, my, he hasn't my been getting tile too good for the league <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> but but hey, we're gonna eventually get you in the league, Cameron. Yeah, you do I know that's my your knees future. Got to get into a place where I can play. But I'll be. I'm close. I think I have. I think a year. There there are players oh, without knees. I shit you not. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come join. No, right now I can only run forward and backwards, <laughs> left and right. I can't run at angles. But uh, um. Neither can we. Yeah, that's that's what makes it fun. You never did you ever play kickball in elementary school and the slow baby bouncy balls coming right at you and you're like, yeah, this is going to left center, and you just completely yeah. whiff it, and the ball rolls behind you and you land on your ass. Come to public. That's public. That's all of us. <laughs> and then someone does like a rainbow. Here's the like, big thing: <laughs> is it's on Sundays, and that's not a, a good day, especially coming into football season for me. So. Oh yeah, I know. You Leaving the your... DVR. Uh, you, like can't DVR. you can't DVR. Can't DVR when you have tickets to the game. O'clock games. Oh yeah, that's right. You're one of those Seattle. <laughs> Flex. Well, you yeah, know, we've you're only one had those. tickets since 1989. I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're oh, still you're going to the other Flex. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right, great. I'm up here in Everett, smelling. Yeah. Casino well, Road. I mean, I. <laughs> you've got the Aqua Socks. And you've got whatever. Uh, oh, silver tips. Yuck. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> where can they find you, Mr. Aaron Langley? On the internet. In your backyard right now. <laughs> I'm coming for you. On the internet uh, at Aaron Langley, A A R O N L A N G L E Y. Yeah. And uh, that's the only place I am personally active. But Cameron, you did yeah. say. Yeah, we got to follow through. Yeah, Last you got to follow episode. through. You set it up. So yeah. you can, we'll say where you can get me first. You can get me at Legal Minded Punk on Twitter, on Instagram, on Blue Sky, and on Threads. Uh, so you can get me on all those places. I only post on Twitter and sometimes Instagram, but I've reserved my name. So go follow me in case those are the winners. And uh, you can find this show on both Instagram and Threads at, is it SFC Scuttlebutt? What is it? SSFC. Oh, that's right. Actually, I shared it with you, damn it. You said you were going to take control. It Sounders Scuttlebutt on both, actually, on threads and Sounders Scuttlebutt. Not SSFC like the show, which is, I like that because because there is, because SFC is what the Sounders officially use. So it gets confusing now. No, you're good. Perfect. Sounders Scuttlebutt. Find us on Instagram, find us on threads. And uh, I'm going to start posting it. And uh, Aaron, you're going to have to go in there and look at it because much like I share funny videos with Nicholas and he shares them with me, I will soon be sharing funny videos with you that will make your night uh, a little better every single time you see one of them. By the way, what is your... Can you remember what your OnlyFans is? Oh, it's at Big Boy. (laughs) You can't put... You can't say... Audible. Yeah, I how to spell that. <laughs> what? Oh, you can, yeah, you can find you that. You can get my only How many vowels? Was that hey, again? Hey, James. 
thought, I thought you canceled your own. No, I canceled my subscriptions after they the rule. Anyway, uh. uh. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm single. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Picture it and stop. Oh, stop it. All right, camera lifted his shirt. James, take us away. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.